This is AJ Bingham, CEO of The Bingham Group. I want to give a personal thank you to the Lowy Law Firm for their podcast sponsorship. The Lowy Law Firm is the premier personal injury law firm in Austin, having recovered tens of millions of dollars for their clients since 2005. Now on with the show. Welcome to the BG Podcast, conversations at the intersection of business, community, and public policy from the Austin metro and around Texas. Today's episode is brought to you by the Lowy Law Firm, delivering top-notch customer service in the Austin area. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com podcast and on iTunes and Google Play. Hello, this is AJ Bingham, CEO of the Bingham Group. We have on the show today returning guest Chaz Moore, the executive director and founder of the Austin Justice Coalition. Welcome back to the show, Chaz. What's up, man? Good morning. Good morning. Um, today we're going to be talking about the uh, recent passage of the of the city of Austin, or the APD's uh, labor agreement, and just what that means, what that means for 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 the average Austinite, and then also what AJC's work was in getting that done. Um, so first, just give us a little quick background of yourself for those who don't know mm-hmm. who you are in the community. Um, I'm just a, a black guy that thinks he can change the world. I'm, <laughs> I'm the ED and founder of the Austin Justice Coalition. We're a local um, nonprofit that's black-led and community-led um, that works on criminal justice reform and social justice stuff as well. Um, you know, education, housing, stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's, that's that's a little bit about me. Well, very good. So getting into the passage of this labor agreement, this has been ongoing, um, for those who are watching City Council, mm-hmm. this has been going on for over nearly a year. Yeah, about a right? year. And so what was, I mean, I know some of the disputes centered um, from at least the police association side, centered on um, on, on issues about pay and overtime. Mm-hmm. But from AJC's concern, like why, why was AJC and then other groups, I know that were involved, mm-hmm. Why were the other stakeholders involved in this process? Well, I think um, for us, you know, we, we literally became a group that wanted to stop focusing on, like, the rallies and the protests, um, which are all valid, right? It mm-hmm. takes, you know, different avenues and, and tactics to, to, to get to the same goal. Um, but for us, we were looking at the root cause of why we were having, like, the rallies and protests, which was police um, brutality the lack of police accountability and transparency and all that kind of stuff. Um, and we found out that a lot of the things that we were advocating for in the streets um, wasn't just basic, you know, APD policy. It was like stuff that was kind of hidden in, in these contract negotiations, right? So mm-hmm. um, once we found it out, you know, we do what we do best. We, we try to educate um, as many people in the community, including like city council and mayor and city manager. Um, and, you, you know, that led to us coming up with some well, we can what we consider basic um, ask and, and and suggestions that should be in the contract that would have been in 2017 um, of December, but you know it got rejected, and mm-hmm. you know it, here we are now. So, um, but yeah, you know basically all we wanted was to um, strengthen police oversight and um, strengthen police accountability in the contract of 2017, and you know uh, for whatever reason the union or or the city. Um, really wasn't hearing us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I called about 250, 350 of my good friends in the Austin community, and we came down to City Hall um, on December 13th of last year um, for about nine to 10 hours. And um, it was the first time still that we, that, you know, to my knowledge, that a police contract has been um, unanimously voted down by City Council. So, um, and of course, December 13th of last year, set up the stage for, you know, this contract that we got this year because what it did was it um it really made the union, I think, 
Um, it, I think it made them take us seriously. Like they actually invited us to, you know, to the table and sit down and, you know, just ask us what what were some of the things we wanted and why we wanted it. And, you know, after we had the dialogue, it became um, pretty clear that we wasn't, you know, just, um, you know, a bulldog cop watch group. It was like some things that we think is actually good for the community and something that is actually good uh, for the police department as well. Like, it, you know, it only benefits both sides when you have that accountability and transparency, right? So, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so getting into that, what... um. Just what, what, why should the, the average Austinite care about this, right? I mean, you talk about issues of transparency and the oversight, generally get those, but for the day to day Austinite, what does this mean for them well, in so, your approximation? So I think, um, in, in, you know, like I've become like a, a nerd when it comes to like this policy stuff, but I think um, the really big stuff um, with the new contract that we didn't get last year that we got this year um, was like the anonymous complaints. I think that is like the biggest takeaway. Um, from like the general public's perspective, um, at least in my opinion, right? Like now, um, if you have some kind of altercation with a cop, whether it be like, you know, um, physically or just like rudeness or whatever, um, you know, the way you, you had to file a complaint prior to this contract was you literally had to go down to the police station, put your hand on a stack of Bibles and, you know, swear to whoever that you believe in. And, you know, you had to sign a sworn affidavit and, and give your give your story. Um, but now with this new contract, you know, you know, people will be able to file online anonymous complaints. Um, and we think that's important because I think a lot of times people may have negative um, interactions with, with law enforcement. But out of fear of reta- um, um, retaliation, they just kind of they don't even go forth with it. Right. Like when you look at the numbers, it was just overwhelmingly amount of, of internal complaints, meaning that officers complain on each other more than the general public. It was like, you know. Uh, maybe like 200 to like 65 last year. Just like, you know, that's, to me, that's insane, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm talking to people on a daily basis about some of the negative um, interactions they have with cops. Um, so I think that is a really big one. I think the fact that um, the Office of the Police Monitor, who's headed up by Farrah Muskinen right now, um, I think some of the, the things that she was um, awarded in this contract is definitely going to help. Um, you know, community relations, not only with her office, um, but with the police department as well. Can you go into a little detail too about what her office does? I mean, I'm aware of it, but just what, you know, what does mm-hmm. that office entail? So the office, um, which is now the Office of Police Oversight, um, which was originally the Office of Police Monitor, um, was this office that was essentially there to um, kind of watch over, you know, complaint pr- process and complaint investigations and um, use of force, and, like all the serious stuff, um, when it comes to the police department. And unfortunately, um, since the inception of that office, um, it has really never um, lived up to its full potential for whatever reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Farrah is this, you know, black woman from Chicago. She is not here to play games. Um, so I think Farrah is really going to give the community um, what they need when it comes to police oversight. And, um, you know, again, just really being like that, that kind of, um, that, that kind of ombuds person for the community uh, when it comes to like negative or, or bad interactions with the police department. And you, and you know, like the fact that um, that office is now able to do like preliminary review um, before, um, you know, like the com- a complaint actually starts the process. Like as soon as she knows that a complaint is happening, she can like go and do the things she needs to do to put together the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I think all that little kind of stuff is huge, right? And, um, you know, I, this may be a little bit over the heads of people because, 
you know, this is a conversation that we normally don't have, right? We just talk about cops should stop shooting people, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, I, I do agree with that. I don't want yeah. anybody to get, um, <laughs> but you know, it's also like, 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 how do we get to that point? And we feel like you get to that point by holding the bad apples accountable for like all the other little stuff because all the other little things, the rudeness complaints, the, the excessive use of force and whatever, you know, like if they're lying or whatever, like all that little stuff tends to be red flags to, um, you know, the, the fatal incidents, right? So if we have these proper checks and balances and we have like this um, independent um, oversight body, you know, which is fair in process to make sure that everything is in place and we have the checks and balances, then um, hopefully we can, you know, go one full year in Austin without somebody getting shot, you know, mm-hmm. particularly um, black and brown people. So. Mm-hmm. so this contract is going to last four years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what... Uh, just what's next for AJC in terms of uh, just with, I mean, there's all there's ongoing issues. I know mm-hmm. just, you know, with, with the police and it seems like coming out of this contract yeah. work, y'all have a, have on a, are on a good rapport with association with Chief Manley's office. Yeah. As good as it can be, just as can be what, um, what other goals or aims you have in mind that may tie into this, the next contract in four years, but also just, um, other issues may arise. And we can, we can tie into this work of the legislature next session, this next yeah. session. Well you, well, you know, and I think it um, I think it was kind of funny when people were asking me that, like, the night of the vote at City Hall. It's like, well, what are you going to do next? And I was like, well, you know, it's still a lot of stuff. That, <laughs> like, the criminal justice system isn't fixed because we did, like, this one thing. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of look at it as, like, um, you know, a football team that wins the Super Bowl. You know, we're going to run our victory lap, and then, you know, we got to get back to practice. We got to get back in the game. So, um, although, you know, this was a huge win, like, we still have – over, I believe, 55% of people sitting in Travis County Jail pre-conviction um, that are eligible to vote, that, uh, you know, they should be able to vote at the place of residence, which is the Travis County Jail at a time. So looking forward to trying to get voting boots into the jails. We still um, are looking forward to working with, you know, the city, um, city manager and city council and the police department to um, pull APD officers out of being the first line responders for mental health calls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no disrespect to the officers, but they are just not um, adequately trained enough to deal with those calls. Like, we have people that go to school for, you know, 6, 8, 10, 12 years um, that are, that can mitigate those issues a lot better than an officer could. Um, and they're doing it in Dallas, you know. Like, people are literally sending out mental health and social workers to mental health calls, and you know what's happening? Nobody's getting shot, right? Mm-hmm. Um so we got that. Um, we still got our higher learning program, which is our Saturday um, educational vocational program where, you know, we have mentors and kids of color, um, you know, growing and learning together in, in like the most holistic way possible. Um, Amber Watts has done a really good job of heading all that up. Um, then, you know, we got session, you know, which is, I think people like me and you like it, right? It's just like this. It's like game time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, so... Um, you know, with with both parties supporting um, the decriminalization of, of marijuana, you know mm-hmm. that's I think that's exciting. Um, yeah, man, it's 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 always work to be done. So you know, it's I will I, I was about to say no days off, but I'm I, I plan on taking a couple of days off in December. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you know, because you gotta you definitely gotta do the self care thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think gotta recharge. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can't pour from an empty cup. Um, but yeah, you know, it's still it's still a lot of stuff to do. Great. Well, Chaz, thanks for coming on the show again. I look forward to having you on in the future. And uh, best of luck to you and your JC doing great work in the community. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for listening to today's BG podcast. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com podcast and iTunes and Google Play. Subscribe to stay current on future posts. Thank you to our sponsor, The Lowy Law Firm. You can find more information about them in the show notes.